Welcome back to the Legal Diaries podcast. We chat about everything from small business to sustainability and mindset, law to health, finances to relationships. We want to provide you with the practical and actionable steps to smash your goals. So grab a drink, sit back and get ready to build your empire with Legal Diaries. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Legal Diaries podcast. I am joined today by the wonderful Emma who is the young lady behind the Final final Bend brand. Um, So I will hand over Emma to introduce herself. Hi, well first of all thank you so much for having me on. Um, Yeah, so my name is Emma Coffey. I am just turned 20 so feeling a bit old right now. Oh god. Yeah, I'm a student. (laughs) like if you feel old I'm like I'm ancient (laughs) Uh, not at all no so yeah I'm a student I'm studying uh, commerce in UCC at the moment and I am also a business owner so my business is called Final Bend Uh, it started in around 2018 but it's kind of just been ticking along for a while until last year I suppose at the start of lockdown was when it really just kind of began like that's when my business journey I think really just took off yeah and did you always kind of growing up because obviously you started your business pretty much when it was legal (laughs) for you to start a business (laughs) did your did your did you always want to be a business owner um like was that always kind of a goal of yours or how did how did it come about yeah well I was definitely always the child who was like always going for new things I had I did about every single sport under the sun like if there was a sport I probably did it at one stage and then you know along with that like I loved school I loved just like doing things I don't know I like can't sit still I have to be doing like a hundred things at one time and yeah I suppose my earliest business ventures were doing our um our Christmas uh, we had Christmas markets in like my primary school and I would every year have a, a stall like one year it was nail varnish and that did like honestly it did so well and uh, the nail varnish stall so that was a, a hit so I did that for a couple of years but then I spiced it up I think I was doing lemonade one year fans or bookmarks like you name it like I was selling at the, the Christmas markets but like yeah so I was just one of those kids who just wanted to do things yeah. I suppose and what, um, what yeah, age were like, you when you were at these Christmas markets so were you also in primary school oh yeah oh wow really I was like I was young um, and <laughs> I was like when I was in primary school doing them oh wow so you've always been an entrepreneur at heart um yeah and then how did you so obviously you mentioned that, yeah yeah and how how did you um like obviously you mentioned that you were really into sports when you were in school um like what brought you to kind of ath- like athletic wear or athleisure kind of wear as as a as a brand idea or company idea um well i i was very um very much involved in athletics like very much involved in um just like a track and field everything about that um, up until I would say probably up until kind of mid sixth year but like at one stage from fourth year to fifth year I was on the Irish team like doing pole vault you know I was going to international competitions so like it was very much my entire life was based yeah. around athletics and you know when you're living your sport so much you obviously just like I was so like encapsulated inside athletics that like everything about athletics I wanted to be a part of and this idea to you know have a brand that kind of showed like my sport was so like I just wanted that it was yeah. desirable so I kind of just saw if there was yeah. other brands out there and I kind of weren't and then I was at and um, I think it was the Munster indoor competition in Mina, which is the coldest place on earth to have a competition but anyway <laughs> so I was at that competition and I just noticed like there were kids who would get all the way to this monster competition 
and maybe not placed and maybe not get a medal. And then they would go home and they wouldn't have like something that kind of symbolized their achievement, like by way of a jumper or maybe a hoodie, which you would get at the All-Ireland. And they like in the athletics community, that was like your status symbol when you were growing up, if you had a Athletics Ireland jumper. So I just kind of thought like that would be such a nice idea if I could start selling these monster jumpers and then you know it would be a way for like kids to show off that they got to monster level and yeah like fast forward really quickly fast forward one year and I was at that competition selling jumpers that had the monster crest on them so that was a very you know it kind of came around 360 there but that's insane and so obviously Final Bend the name of the company resonates with your love for athletics and and the athletics track um but that's that's amazing because you turned kind of a passion you had for sport into a reality in your business um and do you think when you were creating your product a lot of that kind of experience, user experience with other products came came to fore when you were creating your, your products for Final Bend? Um, yeah, I would say like 100%, obviously, because I was doing the sport, I wanted something that was wearable for me when I was doing the sport. And, you know, the like you mentioned there, the name of the brand, you know, Final Bend, like, final bend for me is you know everyone has a final bend moment you know like in athletics coming from an athletics background that would be say the 300 meter mark on a like 400 meter track you're just turning that final little corner and like the crowd cheering and you're just like on the verge of something you know that that kind of whole mentality I really wanted to bring into the brand and so that's kind of where the name comes from some people think it's like to do with like yoga or squatting yeah. which like clear the air yeah. no athletics <laughs> yeah you're like don't worry I'm, I'm not a yoga baby but um you, you you'll find you out running on a track um and kind of then from your concept so say the one thing I would resonate with your brand is um the leggings so you obviously have the the final bend leggings and you've brought on like a whole range of kind of so you've expanded since I first came across your brand through TikTok. Um, but what, from creating those leggings, from the first initial concept to having the kind of finalized products that you have now, um, what, what, explain that process for anyone listening. Um, well, the very conception of the brand was not like, it's nowhere near what it was like now. And that it was me just sitting at home behind a computer screen like making up some slogans that I thought were kind of funny like coming from at this stage I was 17 like I wasn't even 18 making these slogans and they were like first I nap then I laugh or um like uh, coach in like inverted commas because I thought that would be such a good gift to give your dad because like dad coaches oh, anyway um, and then there was like eat pasta run pasta and yeah like just things that I just were like funny and I put them onto um, these sweatshirts and like they were kind of a bit of kind of industry so that was like that was kind of the like brainchild to product it was very much just here's a slogan here's your jumper yeah and did you kind of like were your parents behind you or like how did you fund that initial kind of part of it when you were 17 did you just have savings or because obviously that that's one of the biggest hurdles especially with a product so when someone wants to produce a physical product is it's a lot of outlay before you see kind of any money come in um and to do it at such a young age so like how did you kind of fund that to begin with yeah I suppose like I was in a kind of maybe a unique position in that the sales that, um, like the small sales that were coming in from these sweatshirts, which were print on demand. So oh, the customer yeah. would order the sweatshirt and then I would go and it would like convert. So I would then buy the sweatshirt and it would be sent to them. So the very slim profit margins, like, like very slim, they were just like slowly building up. And because like 
like this is what I love about being young and being like an entrepreneur at a young age because you don't like there's no pressure for you to have a successful business when you're in school like no one is looking at you going like yeah but like show me the figures so like I was making like literally the smallest profit margins and I was selling maybe like literally I say I sold 20 in total maybe over like that first like half year or so and but that was enough to just go ahead and like reach out to a a manufacturer and say like could you could you send me like a hundred like pieces and then like maybe can I have like five tops and can I have you know four leggings and can I have this and like I broke it up so much um but yeah that was how I that was how I funded it so it was very much a self-funded kind of mission uh, and it was in no in no means was it like an overnight hit at all like final bend if you you know if if you kind of knew me back then you would know that it was just very much a hobby up until I suppose 2020. Yeah that's mad and like how did you like obviously you were 17 kind of 18 at this point so you were going through you were leaving search at, at, at during this so like how did you go okay well I'm gonna do leaving search I'm gonna be like an all-Ireland athlete but then I'm also gonna sell these jazzy sweaters that people can have and I'm gonna get in on this monster competition and like where do you did, how did you get the time and then obviously to do well enough then to go do like yeah. commerce and UCC so like how did you do it all essentially I like <laughs> looking back I'm just like girl what were you doing but yeah so I said before I'm the type of person who has to be doing everything like if I have a spare minute like what can I do in that spare minute you know that is wasted time let's do something come on uh, so like that was I'm very much that that person who like needs to be doing a hundred things so I went into having a business and I said, well, if I'm going to have a business, I want it to be a good business. So like, you know, this is coming at a very rudimentary kind of like aspect now. And I said, like, if, if you have to have a business, you have to put time into it. So I said, well, you know, if I want to do well in my subjects, I put time into my subjects. So I blocked it out like it was an extra subject that I was studying. Oh, and so this was kind of fifth year. So I was doing like, I think what do you do? seven subjects so I was like oh, yeah, now I have eight. Subjects. And that was just, yeah that was just how I did it and um, so my timekeeping was it was kind of like I just treated it like another piece of homework you know oh I have to get back to my like emails at this time and yeah it, it was very manageable at the start but then obviously as it started to gain a bit of traction it kind of started to just like grow and encroach more on my free time that was now turning into business time but like I didn't really mind because I loved it so much and yeah. at this stage also yeah. I was doing so much training like I was training um every day if not twice a day and during that time also I was in a high performance um kind of training program so it was like a sponsored athlete kind of vibe with a local gym and yeah everything was kind of on the up and then I got very injured and it kind of like completely just like tore apart my like I would say three-year plan so to speak and because obviously like athletics was like my whole life and I was like I'm gonna get my sports scholarship I'll be in uh, like I'll be doing this I'll be doing that and then it was like nope you're not doing the sports so I was like well if I'm not getting my sports scholarship like is there any way I can work hard enough on my business so that like maybe that can become something else that will take up the time that yeah you know not doing sports had left this big hole yeah that's kind of what I just did yeah it must be so hard though because like I know from when I was younger um I used to do loads of sports and I used to dance and stuff and um I injured my foot in sixth year um and I was just off my feet for so long um and I didn't have the kind of momentum or heart to go back into it then when I got into first when eventually I was kind of able and you lose so much because um even I know especially kind of running um my boyfriend's an avid runner but he's um he's injured at the moment and has been like for the past year or so um and has gone through like a really frustrating process um now I don't really get it I did athletics in school but that was the extent of it he's always tried to make a runner out of me 
it's just <laughs> not happening. But it, it, it's like another limb for him. So for it to be injured and to not be able to go out, especially when we had lockdown and stuff. So the fact that you were able to kind of use that extra energy in a positive way and channel it into, well, I can't physically do the sport, so I'm going to channel it into my other passion, which was creating your products and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's pretty... Literally, that was it. Yeah. Like I, I was so involved with athletics for so long that all of my friends were from athletics and like that was that was very hard for me when I was going through like the leaving search and you know my friends were all at training but I wasn't so in order to kind of stay in touch I like I developed an athletics brand you know so I could still be involved in the community that kind of I attribute so much to um so yeah it's 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 kind of a nice story I suppose <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's making the best out of a bad situation, I think. Like I don't think the automatic thinking um, of an everyday 17, 18 year old would be, okay, so how I stay in athletics is I create an athletics company. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so when did you go from, okay, well, I have sweatshirts, I've ordered my, I have enough money to order my kind of hundred different pieces. When did you go, I'm going to make leggings? um and move kind of into that market um i don't know if you've watched uh like, i saw the tiktok video of your, of your first yeah of your uh, first kind of concept of what it was yeah. before yeah um yeah so i posted a tiktok yesterday about the disaster that was me designing leggings for the first time because you know you don't really think that there's a reason that designers of clothing like have a job <laughs> when you're young and you just think, well, I can do that definitely 100%. Um, so yeah, the first time I tried to design leggings, I thought that everything was like perfect about them. And I was like, this is so exciting. Um, and then I put in a bulk order, which I had made very minor, very, very minor changes from the samples I received. And then the leggings that I received back in my bulk order were completely different. They were unwearable. Uh, I have, at the time, she was about five, maybe four. Uh, my little sister, they would not fit on her. Like, oh, it was wow. bizarre. It was bizarre. And I was so upset. But I remember at the time, I was like trying to be so positive about it. I was like, they're perfect. Like, there's nothing wrong. You know, they're a bit different. It's grand. I'll market them as kids' leggings. Like, don't worry about it. It's grand. And um, yeah, so like, they actually were on my website for a couple of weeks back then. I don't think I sold any, but like, it was, yeah, it was an experience. And I definitely learned from that. Yeah. And did you do like, so would you have got your friends in athletics when you, so say after that, you're like, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board. Like I can't sell this. So I need to kind of figure it out. So how did you kind of teach yourself then how to get the legging that you wanted? Cause obviously like you're not a, you're not a textile designer. You're not. So how did you go? Cause I always like, I'm always fascinated because like my business is very kind of service based. So that's using mm -hmm. the skill set I just have. But then I see you um, and you're in leaving cert time at this year or just finish your leaving cert and you've just created leggings. So, so how did, like, what's the kind of, what, what did you learn from the first process that you then implemented into the kind of second rerun of Final Bend leggings? Um, well, I had a really great business mentor from pretty much the get-go um, when I was setting up and kind of starting down this business venture. And to this day, like, uh, he still is, like, my business mentor. Um, so I kind of said to him, look, I don't know what I'm doing. And um, that was his background. His background was in... Um, in kind of design very much in sourcing um mm. so he like he pointed me in the right direction so to speak with well this is what material composition is which was new to me I was like excuse me material composition I thought there was stretchy and soft and but yeah so he taught me about material composition um you know there's a mix of um maybe an elastane polyester will give you this 
but a nylon elastane will give you this. Uh, so that was obviously a learning curve for me, learning about that. And then just about testing and kind of trying a couple different um, samples because before that, you know, I'd said on my first sample, yeah, let's, let's go with that. So I think I was just rushing into things and I needed to take a step back, go back to the drawing board, um, research a bit more and yeah, the like to this day now, the, the product that has been around since kind of 2019 is the same legging that is the bestseller on the site, the Glow Leggings, uh, just with some minor changes like since then. But yeah, it's, it's been the bestseller since then. And moving forward, like there's a lot of designs and there's a lot of things coming this year, which I'm really excited about. Oh, but sorry. I think staying true to kind of back then, yeah, I'll always have just the startup leggings yeah. available. And did you like, um, so obviously you're part of this really big athletics community. And the one thing I think of when I think of leggings is can I do weights without them falling down or can I run without them falling down? So did you kind of, use your friends in that community as testers of the leggings and um, before you kind of proceeded or how did you kind of do all of that yeah like i actually have uh three sisters so and obviously my mom was also a great kind of product test yeah. bunny so to speak it's like i was obviously wearing the leggings myself and i'd give them to my friends and i'd give them to my sisters and yeah like if you ever see a coffee child probably wearing leggings they're probably fun of leggings <laughs> um that's gas and like obviously you were so young and you, you had where did you source your business mentor from was it through family or through kind of the local enterprise office or um i had reached out to the local enterprise office at the very beginning but it didn't really like i i was very much in the early stages back then still uh so yeah, I had a great business teacher in fifth and sixth year who was very helpful with, you know, the likes of, do I need that when I start off? Like, what's, what's this? Like, what's that? And so she was, she was kind of my go-to for answering the very practical questions. And then it was through a family friend that I came in contact with the business mentor who, you know, just kind of has been a, a real massive help since, um, since back then. Yeah, and that that obviously was such a huge help because that's what I try kind of encourage people to do, especially kind of um it's kind of different but the same. But if people want to get into law but aren't really sure if they want to kind of do this, that, and the other, like I always try to encourage yeah. people to just reach out and ask questions to me, to anyone else. Um, because you even know from your experience and your business mentor. Uh, you're so surprised how giving people are of their time and their effort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how, so how kind of, because obviously you were very young and um, how, what did your friends and family, like how did they kind of, when you're like, okay, I'm producing these leggings or I'm doing these things, or were they just like, oh, that's Emma, she's always doing that kind of stuff? I think very much it was just a case of like, of course you are. <laughs> like we're not surprised uh, so yeah like everyone's everyone in my life is incredibly supportive like just the I have the most supportive family and um, supportive maybe to the like just too far now because I'm rushing with that are in my house at the moment I'm waiting on um I have a unit all lined up but with COVID and with the restrictions there's like people who need to go in to like change the locks who can't go in because no one can let them in and oh anyway um but yeah like they're so supportive and I, I don't think it came as a massive surprise <laughs> to be perfectly honest and like worst comes to worst if all the clothes are in the washing they can just go down to Emma she probably has a full set of clothes on the shelf yeah go and wear um and what um so who is final bend so when we see obviously we see your tiktok we see your instagram page and even your product photos are are you is it just you still or have you um, the team? um well it's a one woman show <laughs> and i think some people um they didn't really know that until i started posting the tiktoks 
uh, because maybe their first point of call with the brand was through Instagram, which I still don't make it very um, public on Instagram that it's like, you know, it's just me just for, I don't know why, like, I just feel like it's a very formal in comparison to TikTok, which I find personally just more informal. And I'm kind of like, I feel like I can make videos and um, kind of put my name and put my image to the brand. Yeah. Which has obviously really kind of helped the business along. But yes, it's it's just me at the moment. And with exams this year, I will 100% have to um, employ some staff, which employing staff is kind of, it'll, it'll be a process because I'll probably take someone on um, part-time just in the next kind of few weeks to like month hopefully like to have them as a full-time uh, employee moving into exam season. So you're hoping to expand the team in the next month or couple of weeks. Um, how did you do it all at Christmas? Like how did you not have a nervous breakdown? Oh I was I actually was a shell of a woman to be perfectly honest with you. Like so I'll just explain. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm talking through my final moments, but this was what it felt like at the time. I had um, on obviously the end of Q4 for any like business owner. That's mm. your that's your peak. Like Q4 is where you want to be hitting your biggest sales figures. You want to be sending out as much packages as you can, and you want to be really like on it with social media, just pushing it, like saying, "Hey, I'm a business. Like buy from me," kind of thing, basically. And then let's merge that with, I also had uh, six exams and there were uh, two of them were 100% exams. I had MCQs, I had assignments due and I was also trying to pack like 70 to 80 orders a day, which were being collected at 12, but then maybe I had an exam at like three. So I was saying like, what do I do? Like, do I wake up really early? and get some studying and then get on packing do I like um kind of put aside the packing till later but then the customers won't get them till the next day and that was me putting off a workload that I would inevitably have to do the next day when I still had an exam so yeah I just turned into a bit of a zombie and I think I slept for like two hours per night like through that week and it was just we just won't we just won't recreate that yeah it's not it's not worth it for your for your sanity levels anyway Um, for my sanity yeah yeah and I like I kind of feel like I've always been I feel like you're me when I was around your age aside from having a business that that's the difference (laughs) um but I like I'm always so when I finished the bar so when I was qualifying as a barrister I was um studying part-time working full-time and working part-time and I was doing kind of side projects as well um and when I finished so when I fully qualified you need to now live in third gear because you've lived your whole life so far ever since I've known you in fifth gear um (laughs) and I've been like yeah no problem and then I was like I have all this free time I'm like what do I do so I was like you know what I'm gonna start a business I was like what? I've always wanted to do um and like it kind of has grown and I've kind of been like well given all the stuff I need to do for it I, I can't I've brought on a business partner um mm-hmm. for some of it but yeah I can't because even I started this podcast while I was studying and sitting 13 exams remotely and that was oh like, yeah, that was a strike. Like that was just a podcast. Whereas you yeah. were actually like running a business and doing your, was it your first set or second? Like what year are you in, in, in commerce? I'm in, I'm in second year. So okay. So you'd had, you'd had, had a bit of experience under my belt. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's so, um, wow. Like, but you're still standing fair play. You survived. Yeah, I survived. I'm alive. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like when you survive and when you're kind of such a doer, you're like, I could probably do it again, even though you nearly died at the end of the first time. You're like, exactly, exactly. And what I was finding was 
I had no sympathy. I feel so bad, but I had no sympathy for like a lot of my friends who obviously were all still in the same course as me. And they would be telling like, you know, kind of sending these long, like crying videos into our group chat. And I was like, I actually don't have time to watch this, but like. <laughs> it was, yeah, because I always studied all throughout university and even in school, like, um, or not studied, sorry. I always worked all throughout yeah. university and all throughout, uh, like, throughout kind of from fourth year onwards um so when I was doing my master's and doing kind of I was working two jobs at that point as well and I was like anytime anyone would give up about being really tired I'd be like just like you don't understand tired if you don't work a job and have to study at the same time and you're in a very privileged position to not be doing that like you you kind of you want you feel bad because they're your friends but on the same hand, you're like, no, like, <laughs> you're like, I, like, honey, like, I, I understand, but I just can't today. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have very limited brain capacity at yeah. the moment, and you're like, I can't engage in this because it will anger me. That was me. I was just like, oh, haha, you're tired, and that would be the extent. But I know the feeling where everyone's like, I'm so tired, and I'd be like okay I yeah just... I'd be like I I slept like from three until five <laughs> and have you have you become kind of ever since because obviously your TikTok um has quite a lot of um traction now um have you kind of um would you be well obviously you're not on campus at the moment but like would everyone in commerce kind of know that that's Emma that owns the 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 athletics kind of business see this is the thing now because we're online I like I have no kind of touch with reality so to speak in a sense that obviously all of my like all of the girls know that obviously they know I have a business they know I have a TikTok you know they know me but then it's this like outer like kind of ring of people who know me but have no idea who I am kind of but they're in my course and they know me but I've never met them and I was actually put into um we were put into these virtual groups to do a project and um I didn't know the people in my group apart from like one of the girls was my she was like one of my good friends and we were just kind of looking through we were like oh well we've actually no idea who these people are but then I was scrolling through my TikTok that day when we were supposed to have our first group meeting and I saw a little comment from clearly one of the the boys in the group like a young sister just being like my brother like x name um is in your commerce group later today and I was just like oh my gosh that is so mad so for some like yeah it was was literally I was like what (laughs) and you're like okay that that's where my online life and my business life just crosses over into my academic life and you're like that yeah they really just crashed (laughs) yeah and how um so obviously you are shipping kind of, so if you were to s- describe a day in the life of a 20 year old business owner, um, so what, what is a typical day like for you at the moment? Oh, will I do today? Will I actually yeah? do today? Because today was a fun day. My day today, so I got up around, around seven and I was packing orders from eight until I had a live lecture that started at nine. I was supposed to finish at 11. So I packing orders through my live lecture and I was kind of actively listening, but not taking notes. And um, I had roughly, I think between 110 and 120 orders to pack before 12. Oh, wow. uh, so I was doing, I was doing kind of some active listening to my live lecture, packing the orders. I had breakfast around 10.30 because the uh, two hour lecture finished early. Then back to packing, the DPD driver comes usually between 12 and 1 and he came a bit later so he came at 1 today. After he came and collected up all of the boxes I kind of had a bit of a breather um, and I kind of during, during my days I usually kind of decide if I'm going to make content that day and the day before so yesterday I had filmed loads of content so at kind of one to two I edited up the content so it's ready to go for uh, this evening I'll have like a TikTok video to post so I edited that around kind of lunchtime and I packed up some international orders which I post through on post 
so I left to go to the post office um, and that was around three then I picked up um, the RSVP magazine because I just found out that Final Bend was actually featured in the January issue so I picked that up and oh, then wow. I went yeah it was, I was actually really surprised I like had no idea but yeah so picked that up went to UCC because the library's open and um, so what I do to like manage being obviously a student and having this like crazy workload with work and um, I block I like block my week into I go to the library on Wednesday and I'll go to the library on Friday and then if say I was active listening um this morning I'll then like go back and actually take notes and catch up on readings so I did that until um I wasn't in the library very long but I left at half six and back here to get on a podcast for seven o'clock oh my gosh I feel like I'm I'm the bad person at the end do you hear you're rushing back for it oh no not at all like yesterday uh, like yesterday evening I went to the library uh, just because I had some some extra study to do and I was there until 10 and like it, it's just such a nice vibe like I love I love the library because it's so quiet at the moment and like obviously with COVID and everything you see no one you know you have no yeah. interaction with anyone so it's just like a shell of a building and yeah. you just kind of it's like a really like it's the best break from this manic day and I just get to kind of like grind myself and you know plan out things that I need to do or some um kind of reading to catch up on because I like I I'm a perfectionist and if I'm in college like I don't want to be failing so yeah and that's the thing and like do you think um obviously you've done quite a lot of business stuff um that you're probably learning about does it make the course any kind of well not easier but kind of you can put that in a realistic sense say so like when I was doing my master's in law and the BL I was working in a law center and I was actually working with clients so when I'd learn something I'd be like oh I can kind of see how that works in practice do you have those kind of moments then doing commerce Oh, absolutely. And maybe not so much in first year, which would like, because I kind of hadn't reached um, this kind of weird exponential growth that I experienced during lockdown. Mm. Um, so, but definitely this, um, this semester already, like I was doing um, just kind of like international business management there is one of my modules, for example, and then talking about how if, um, for example, if you're a manager who was born into the position, so it's a family business and how that's, you know, not necessarily like you're going to be the correct person for the job and all that. And I would see that in like my day to day running of say, you know, just because it's my business doesn't mean that I can hand over all these business responsibilities to my sister and she's going to pick up where I left off. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I would see it kind of in that way in a very kind of, um, just like the concepts at work but also in um it kind of works to a disadvantage also because you're learning like a lot of in college I would find that you're learning high level business you're not learning the the ins and the outs of the everyday kind of small business owner tasks Mm -hmm. like for example I found accounting uh, I hadn't done it in the leaving search and I found it was extremely different to the uh, company accounts that I was having to keep for like to send on to my accountant yeah and then I was being made learn company accounting in first year of college which was completely different so I hated that because I was like look this isn't practical this is not what you have to do and you know so it it kind of worked at a bit of a disadvantage there because I then hated accounting yeah it's mad so is the only kind of person then that you would be supported outside of kind of obviously if you're a business mentor but actually giving you assistance with the the running of final bent is obviously you have an accountant to do all your your cro stuff and revenue yeah so i have um like i have obviously you kind of need to have an accountant behind you so i have i'm with um, a kind of a local accountancy firm and they're great and then also i have um a solicitor just for the setting up of the company that's something that I need to do but also my my dad is also a solicitor so if Uh, I have kind of general questions I can put them to people and I'm obviously in a very fortunate position that there are people in my life who are very interested in what I'm doing 
and yeah. you know there I've people to ask for these questions that I may have so yeah I'm very fortunate in that way but yeah and did you kind of when it came say to your website and stuff did you just kind of learn it yourself or did you outsource to you to kind of um, no I like I'd be a big believer in um like if if it's not something I can YouTube in 15 minutes then it is way too hard and no one should be trying <laughs> like <laughs> Um, so I learned how to make the website on YouTube tutorials, which like I would still recommend to anyone if you're looking to make a website like YouTube, even even when it gets down to a piece of code, like it, that's YouTube it. If you want to add this like little button, like it's just a piece of code that you just need to find what the piece of code is, which you can search online and you can get the piece of code and you can pull it into the website. So there, I just think like, YouTube is such a great resource for that. Um, moving forward, I could definitely see myself outsourcing because I think my own capabilities have only got me thus far. Like, there's definitely a lot more um, potential with a website. Like, I don't think my website is very yeah. high spec. <laughs> it's very, very basic. I'm but... sure. I'm sure it's like because I've obviously been on your website and looked at the products and stuff and gone through. Um, and did you always ship international? Because I think that's because even I'm looking at some physical products to launch in February myself, and um, like I, it just seems like its own kind of minefield in itself to ship anything internationally. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like obviously with TikTok blowing up, you it's a, like TikTok is absolutely unbelievable in one sense that you're reaching new people but you have no control over where in the world those people are so when I first uh, started posting videos they went viral in Canada and I was like oh my god yes I can ship to Canada no problem like that's fine my post office says I can ship to Canada I can ship to Canada and I was sending things out that took like in the end I had to like I stopped it literally within two days um, but they were taking like they didn't get um, delivered until three to four weeks later and because you're not you know I wasn't uh, tracking them per se like unless they were bigger orders so I just felt like well they're lost and now I have no backup on whether or not it even got delivered so that was definitely a learning curve um, and even I was actually shipping with Unpost up until October and I had had no issues with kind of lost items or anything. But then in this one week in October, I had um, a whole batch. So I had 40, this one batch on um, a particular day, 40 parcels. Um, they all went missing and they didn't turn up for two weeks. And I had no, yeah, I had no kind of fallback because it's on post. And because like there, like there was no paperwork involved, there was no tracking numbers. So they did turn up, but I just felt like sick to my stomach with stress that whole time because you know that was people's money that they had given to me to send them out a product that was not arriving and I yeah. had no idea where in the world it was <laughs> yeah but um yeah so I then made the decision to change over and ship with a carrier DPD so I was very lucky that I got in um the week that they were closing down and not taking on any more clients for that year and like into kind of next summer so because dpd were experiencing so, so much growth they could only take on so many new clients yeah so i got in just in time but it's been excellent like they come to the house they collect every single day and i have a great relationship with the driver matthias so yeah, <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> At least it's kind of like it saves you having to kind of, especially today when you have like 120 plus orders to go yeah. to the post office with those is just like. It's just not feasible. Like at the time when I was shipping them, it was getting to the point where, look, I actually can't do this because unfortunately I'm a business owner and I can't yet drive Oh. Dirty little secret. No. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's next on your to-do list oh, as a part is. of a business investment. We need to get I'm, Emma driving. I'm literally, that is literally what it is at this stage. I'm like, I'm a hindrance to everyone in my life because I can't drive. <laughs> and do you um, have, are you the oldest sister or do you have any kind of sisters at home that you can rely on if parents aren't at home to kind of drive you to the, to the post office? Well, no, it was, well, yeah, that was, that was, what it should have been but um my older sister she also can't drive 
Also, oh. I'm trying to beat her in the race to get driving. I don't know what it is about. We like, need to me. get the coffee girls driving. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, this is getting competitive now because I've my lessons, like they've been booked. But because of like the restrictions, obviously I can't take the lessons. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I want to be driving so badly, but I feel like everything's working against me with driving. So now Mateus is like your best friend. He comes to the house, he collects the packages, circumvents you needing to try get your parents to bring you to the post office. Literally, and, that is it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what was happening like up until that point in October was um, if my parents weren't at the house, I would have to call a taxi to bring me. And because the bags, like I was putting the parcels into these like Aldi shopping bags at the time. And if there was like 40, I couldn't carry because it would be probably around like four Aldi shopping bags. I couldn't carry them all the way to the post office. So I'd have to get a taxi there and I would get to the post office and I'd take up the queue for like whatever, 25 minutes. And they're so nice in my local post office and they just kind of got on with it. And they were just lovely about the whole thing. But it was just like, I just felt so bad the whole time. And yeah, 100% needed a change. <laughs> yeah. And do you think, do you think you'd ever, obviously COVID is, is hugely kind of impacting um, where you can operate your business, but do you think Final Bend HQ will move from your parents' house or do you think they're stuck with you for a while? Oh, like I'm in talks. Well, not really in talks, but um, I'm like ready to go and move into a unit um hopefully on monday or tuesday actually oh very <laughs> yeah funny. so it's um it's an interim unit because i have the one that i have my eye on with like a massive like shutter door and everything and um ground for ground for 1000 square foot unit um it's it's kind of like in the line and i'm like the person that's going to be moving into it but the t- current tenants haven't like sign the contract that they're moving out on x date so it's kind of annoying but i'm moving out on monday or tuesday into a unit and i'm sure there'll be lots of content to create around that Um, and yeah it's 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 a small it's a small space but it's bigger than obviously the space my laundry room that uh, I'm in now <laughs> yeah but like at the same time like in that space it'll just be maybe you and if you take someone on whereas at the yeah. moment there's probably like the whole house hustling and bustling about um I'm sure your parents will be grateful to have their laundry room back um, 100%. and <laughs> yeah so maybe to kind of um finish up we might just kind of um if you had kind of three or so tips for anyone who's listening um particularly the younger um kind of crew who are who are thinking of starting a business because I feel like it must have been difficult for you did you find any difficulty with having kind of manufacturers or anything take you seriously like I don't mean that in an offensive way but just oh, when not at all yeah. yeah um well I suppose in this like in this kind of day and age really you know you're behind a screen for a lot of it so yeah. you don't like I have had so many dear sirs and um Mr Coffee and all of this like I've kind of just got got on with it really like there is I suppose this underlying perception that it's some middle-aged man you know who's contacting the supplier and um you know there's there's not much that you can do other than like like hi I'm Emma um but yeah so there was there was, I suppose that small barrier but you know reaching out to people I think um I, d- I never found anyone uh like wasn't taking me seriously because yeah. they see the company first they don't see you yourself yeah. like they don't see me behind my uh screen being like 17 or 18 texting them if that makes sense yeah and how was <laughs> sorry how was sorting kind of the the space because like obviously approaching a potential landlord and being 20 years old and renting out a space, were they kind of familiar with Final Bend or did you have any kind of to be like, look, it's a really good business and I can pay my rent and I can do X, Y, Z? Yeah, I suppose I'm in a unique position that like, I felt like I didn't have to prove myself to anyone to get the space. It was um, like, I'm obviously 
a commerce student in UCC and they have programs for people who are interested in being an entrepreneur. So I reached out to these programs and kind of just explained, look, <laughs> my name is Emma, I own a business. And um, once they kind of found out what the kind of scale and potential of the business, they really got behind me and I collected up another business mentor there. And uh, yeah, he was really helpful. Uh, really helpful with the local enterprise office and just mm. getting my name out there there getting my name around um the people who kind of needed to know in college because up until that i like college had no idea i even had a business obviously i feel like you're just kind of a number sometimes when you're yeah. in college so he was really helpful just uh, kind of let people know that um you know who i was and put me in the right context and uh, coming along with that uh, he happened to and uh, know someone who had this huge kind of business space yeah um, and it went from there so we kind of just got got talking there and they were very interested in what I was doing um, and very excited about it and excited to kind of get me in to the units uh, but <laughs> in saying that I then visited the units with um with my mom and you know my mom was asking all the pressing questions and she was like, so how many like women are in this premises? Yeah. It's, it's a huge kind of warehouse that has many units. And she was wondering how many women and he was kind of going through and he was like, well, there's Linda at reception and there's, there's, you know, there's a couple of ladies who come in and um, in the mornings and they, they'll be around. I was like, oh, there's really just three, isn't there? Yeah. Like there's really just not even the, they're, yeah, they're there's not like, even business owners. It's more the administrative yeah. staff that like run the, the units. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Um, so based on that kind of and everything we spoke about, what would be your kind of top tips for, for anyone yeah. thinking of starting a business? Well, I'm a huge advocate 100% of if you have the idea, act upon it. Because, you know, you don't know who's going to be thinking kind of along the same lines and who will act upon it. So if you have an idea, act on it ASAP, you know. And if that is only making an Instagram account, and posting a couple of pictures and um, just kind of get get started with it like with business I think um, there's no right and there's no wrong way to approach beginning a business mm. the way I did it was probably the most backward way that you could ever get into <laughs> making a business so um, like and my business I think a lot of the people see it's as an immediate success but what they don't see is the fact that it's been ongoing since 2018 and it ticked away like you know kind of a drip out of a tap for uh, don't be lying <laughs> it's been it's been back when emma was selling nail polish at the oh, primary oh, school sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i was late i was networking i like networking from the age of seven really <laughs> but yeah so i'd be such an advocate of um just just making making a start and the other thing is um if you're if you're young and you have a business idea and you think that your age is something that's holding you back it absolutely is not and um, i see so many um kind of people selling on depop and i know that depop is quite different to having um having an actual store in some regards but also it's very much not like if if you have um just some upworked pieces that you can start selling on depop there's there's not a lot of kind of um formalities around that and also with etsy i suppose and selling on ebay like if if you're kind of too young to maybe um start a business start a company you, there's other ways around it um mm. yeah so like i don't think age should ever be something that holds you back in business in fact i think starting a business um perhaps when you're a small bit younger is um is better in the long run because you learn a lot when you're younger that you can apply to possible business ventures that you might make, uh, which could be at, um, at greater risk. So when you're young, no one expects you to come out with this um, fab business. And if you fail, then it's not a, it's not kind of a life shattering experience. It's a positive experience to fail. I think when, when you're failing at a, young, a younger age, because you're, you're taking so much away from that. So mm. yeah, like I think first and foremost, if, if you want to start a business, absolutely go for it. Um, and if you're young and you think that's something that could hold you back, I think, if anything, it's going to be your selling point 
and it could be the reason that you kind of go viral and make loads of sales is because of your age and because you're so ambitious yeah um, and you have so little to lose when you're younger like I don't exactly. mean to sound really condescending to anyone who's young listening but say for me um like the one the one benefit for me is it's a full kind of service uh yeah. offering so I will lose probably my time um I'll still be a qualified barrister at the end but if mm. I was producing a product and investing x amount of money in a product like I'm at an age now where like you have big kind of you've built yeah, exactly break and um and uh, reputation too i think yeah like you've built up when when you're coming at things from um a more mature perspective you've built up a certain um a certain image of yourself that you're putting on the line whereas if you do that a couple like if you do that at a younger age there's no expectations yeah really and you're not really putting much of a reputation on the line in terms of kind of um, possible employment in the future. No one's going to say, oh, well, back when you were 16, 17, you started that yeah. company that didn't do very well. And um, so we won't be taking your application now, you know. So I yeah. just think like it can only really be a positive if you do well, you do well. And that's excellent. And if you um, decide it's not for you, then you take away the experience that you can apply later in life yeah yeah that's amazing those are some some really good tips and like it's so nice one like I find your like your content and your page and your business really refreshing because a obviously you're a young Irish entrepreneur which is incredible to see I really really support Irish businesses and I think we're a very kind of underestimated country in terms of our markets so um and then the other thing which I'm really gung-ho for is you're a female in business which makes me really happy as well um (laughs) so yeah so I'm I'm excited to see um so with that said um I suppose my final finishing question is the big question what is next for Final Bend or what can we expect from you in 2021 and by far this is my favorite question because this is all like I'm like living making these plans for 2021 right now uh because obviously like even launching summer launches this is like it's everything is happening right now for then uh so uh firstly I suppose I have my seamless collection coming in and it's going to be dropping in mid-April and that is so exciting it's the first time that I've kind of put a lot of work into a seamless collection I've had seamless leggings in the past but they were quite basic these ones have the branding it's woven into the actual material there's like specific kind of like lines that will be like figure hugging um, and the colors and everything they I'm really excited about it so that's, that's so exciting it's um that's interesting though because this podcast has obviously been recorded late January um, yeah. but it will come out in April as part of a, an entrepreneur biz, um, series so it will drop in April just as you have oh dropped. that's exciting oh yeah so, <laughs> so um, subtle, subtle seamless collection plug there yeah um, so, yeah, that's, so that's exciting for you yeah so there's seamless like and I just think there's so much potential with that collection because straight after that collection I'm also going to be having um possibly the most exciting collection that I've ever done I've been working on this since last year wow. and it's a sustainable collection oh and wow it, yeah, this is so, like right up my alley like oh, I, I can I put my order in now for all of the products you're going <laughs> to have pre-orders. yeah um, yeah so basically so the fabric is there's kind of three three types of sustainable fabric that you can get on the market so there's top green and there's eco looks i think and there's also reprieve fabrics and hmm. um, and basically all three do the same they take either polyester which is um it comes from plastic so they take plastic bottles from the ocean they spin like melt it down then they heat it up and like uh, sorry they melt it down yeah they melt it down and then they spin it into yarn which they use as um spools of polyester so that polyester would be kind of like it would have um those leggings would have a bit more stretch to them i suppose yeah um, and then the nylon is taken from fishing nets which are made of nylon and um, so reclaimed fishing nets spun into um yards of nylon and eco dyed so there's like 
dye can actually be really harmful to the environment which I feel like not a lot of people touch on that that actual dyes like yeah. dyes go back obviously they seep back into um into nature so these are eco dyes which will be dyeing the fabrics and yeah so the collection is also it's kind of like a fun collection and I'm just setting down what colors it'll be in and I'm not sure if it's going to be in like of a load of colors because it's it's a very big investment obviously yeah doing things sustainably um like to this extent like even everything from the manufacturer like I've made sure that the manufacturer is like top top of the line they like have amazing amazing facilities all of their um all of their workers receive like healthcare proper healthcare which you know it's hard to find um, manufacturers that you know think think about like the actual health yeah because I think it's so funny though because I had this discussion before with um um another um Sarah who runs the sustainability kind of um strategy on Instagram she has a website mm-hmm. and we say that there's when people think of sustainability they think of the one pillar which is the environment whereas and you probably think more broadly because you come obviously from a commerce background and stuff but like there's the economic pillar and then there's the social pillar um and it's not only getting a company that doesn't kind of pollute or doesn't put out um a lot of greenhouse gas emissions it's about getting a company that has ethical policies that help exactly. their employees so it's really interesting to see that you've kind of grasped all of that and are you're not only doing the the oh yeah well they're really good on the kind of green climate change but you also kind of make sure that the employees there's good kind of systems in place and protection for employees yeah exactly. Um, and i think when you do the whole launch that is definitely something you can use as like a teaching interesting moment um yeah yeah and um one of the things that i like really wanted to do with this launch is because you know the first baby steps are being made um with it kind of coming into fruition is i'm getting my sample my first sample pack arrives on tuesday for example and like oh. i want to document this whole journey because i think it is a journey like taking a product to market is such an exciting experience that i don't yeah. think you really you like as a consumer you're not in, directly involved in it so i think i'll probably like make a whole video and I, I might like make a youtube series about it or something but um because this this factory also invites you in and says like come over like like show us because obviously like people are very proud and they want to show off that like look how well look how sustainable we are so I actually intend on going over to the factory and like checking it out and really like taking full like just like every step of the journey um of bringing this this range to market because I'm so excited about it (laughs) I'm so excited as well like this is like my um, like I love and I'm, I'm always kind of posting about eco-consciousness and and really supporting small Irish businesses as well so the fact that you're kind of marrying those two for me I'm like oh my god can you start the YouTube series now so I can just follow <laughs> along um, and not that that's not tons already but is there any uh, any uh, anything else that you're cooking up for final bed for any time? other ones yeah so obviously there's i will be like taking on some employees which i'm obviously very excited about and once i get into the big unit which is the 1000 square foot unit i'll definitely be in the position to become an employer which i just think is really cool like it's so um, cool to say in a time of covid and when a lot of people are being made redundant you are kind of able to give back to the community and employ people like that is yeah that is like a kudos in itself so you should kind of have obviously that celebratory moment for you that you got to that far but like it's a really good thing that you're doing to kind of give back to your local community yeah and like very much in the local community because this unit is only down the road so i'm like i'm just delighted that i can you know kind of share the business journey with some more people and hopefully it'll be the start kind of, of of something like really great because this year like planning it out I'm so excited and and hopefully like it'll turn into a great year and hopefully just continue on from that and uh, continue continue to grow and kind of become something really really special. 
that's so exciting well thank you so much um for for being coming on after your your poor 6 30 a.m packing 120 plus orders um <laughs> going to the library oh, it's, it's a daily occurrence yeah <laughs> um but maybe just to kind of finish up if you want to give people a shout out of where they can kind of follow along um final ben's journey during 2021 and purchase all your lovely new launches <laughs> yeah so 100% um, I would say go check out the TikTok. I think you'll find kind of most up-to-date content on TikTok. The at is just final bend. And um, I post like what I do in my day and just a bit of behind the scenes of what it's like to own a business and be in college and kind of take you through my day. And um, my Instagram too then to find out when things are back in stock is final.bend. Perfect. And what's your website? The website is uh, www.finalbenfitness.com or just Google search Final Bend. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I've, I'm so excited to see your next steps. Oh, thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this Legal Diaries podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you found this podcast helpful or interesting, It would be absolutely amazing if you could spread the love and share it with your friends and family and on your social media accounts. Please make sure to tag us if you do. We are an independent podcast run by the three ladies behind the Legal Diaries platform and business. So it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. For more Legal Diaries content, please do check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, just search at legaldiaries.ie and give us a follow. Until next time, Le Gras, the Legal Diaries ladies.